Gus Warland, Jude Bolton and Wendell Saylor. This is the Triple M Rush Hour. Yes, it's the Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. I'll tell you what, let's do this. Back, Gus is back, Gus is back, Gus is back. Oh, oh, is back. I love it. Oh, yeah, that? Good welcome back, back, mate. Welcome Thank back you, in studio. Thank you very much, big fella. G'day, Wendell Saylor. How are you going? Hi, Gus. How are you? Look at you. <laughs> the fact that we actually have an opener for you yes. for that, it just shows how often you're away. That's right. Hey, you should wait till next year. <laughs> <laughs> how are you, dude? Mate, it feels a bit like that. Like all the Christmas parties bobbing yeah, up and mate. things like that. There's long lunches to be had here and there. So um, mm. I love to live in a country where pretty much the middle of November <laughs> until the first week of February is pretty much people starting to go, That's it's it. down, mate. Yeah. I'm taking the time. I have a little Christmas party, have a little drinkies, have a little time off. Um, and that's why I love where, Australia where been, so much. Anyway. Up in Gladstone with Rio Tinto, up in, with their crews, the aluminium sites up there. Gladstone in particular, I don't know if people know where it is, but it's basically you fly to Brisbane and then another hour north, um, near Townsville, I suppose is the easiest way to no, explain no, it. No, nowhere near there. Well, Rockhampton, Rockhampton. And, and Townsville. No, nowhere near Townsville. Well, Townsville's close to Rockhampton. You need a map. About four okay. hours away, but it's okay. But I get what you're saying, yeah. And the, just the minerals, the, the sheer. Yeah. Just four hours. Just away. The, well, yeah. mate, when you come from the when you come from the bush like uh, Dell and I, <laughs> four hours is nothing to travel for. for no, no, we're driving. Yeah, no. Um, the the natural resources up there are unbelievable. Yeah. That's sort of really the hub of Australia. So uh, it was great to be up there with Rio. A lot of people up Good there stuff. loving Wendell in particular. Jude can remember him back in the day playing so for the Broncos. Queensland and the Wallabies. You know who comes from there like now? Uh, Cherry Evans, Ben Hunt, all that region. Anthony Seabold, that region, that CQ Capricorn region, yeah. Yeah, absolute rippers. some players, hasn't uh, it? Oh, there sure has. Yeah. And there's plenty of youngsters too that were, I was told about that uh, really? could be haunting New South Wales yep. moving forward over the next 10 years or so. But, yeah, yes. I was up there for the last three days, so good. had an absolute ball. Look at your tan, mate. How good's your tan? Tan is looking good. I mean, I've been working. Yeah, I know. Of course I have. What about this? You know the city of Sydney Council? They're probably the richest council in Australia. They've certainly got more money than God, you would say. Yes. Who's the mayor of Sydney? It's uh, a lady. Clover Moore. Clover Moore, Moore yeah. yeah. Well, she's a bit of a pork chop. Oh, and I've said that. I've said that. That's our clover. That's the problem. She's not our clover. Yes, she's all she about is. herself. She's, she's all about no, art. She's all on. about all the okay. fancy stuff. She's not about the people. She's not about the street party. Because okay. back in the day, there was a brand new thing which the council did well through COVID. It was to get everyone together locally, close down streets, have a big party and yes. stuff. Well, ones that's been happening in Darlinghurst. Yes. It's got so big they now want to shut it down on Stanley Street. That yes. big one. Yes. Oh, I can understand that. I've been. I've been. What do you mean they can understand? Down, no, I've been invited a couple of times. I haven't been. I've been out of town, like not through COVID. Mm. But it's it's just this got way out of hand. But thing is, isn't that what you want? The buzz around the city. I mean, it's it is the what CBD. What is Wendell saying that a party's a, getting out of hand? It's a bad thing. I'm getting older. Yes, what so, so what's going on? Well, basically they're saying it's got too big, there's too many people involved, there's too many people who want to go, so, and, and it's out of control, security and all that drama. You know what, just bring it out, just make it even bigger. We shouldn't be shutting down good times. All those businesses in the city are crying out for more people coming in Correct. and just being a part of it, so bring your outdoor DJs, do whatever you need, that's it's, all good. Thank you, and all your street food, 13353, not to anyone to call up except the Premier. Minzy, give us a call, we want you to step up every time we ask you to do something, you're a step up, mate. So let's make sure we get a little bit of a clip over Clover on this one because it's not good, oh, it's not good enough. Time for this. It's the Rush Hours Spots All In. It's the Rush Hours Spots All In. It's the Rush Hours Spots All In. Three-star man, 
Yeah, and before we get to the sports all in, uh, Brandon Smith, uh, hero, highlight and hardship podcast with us. An honest chat about his challenges of moving from Melbourne to Sydney. Available on Listener on the Triple M footy NRL and the Rush Hour, obviously, after great chat. He's really, really honest. And if you're a Rooster fan, Mm. you should be very, very happy with the tone that he has when it comes to his second year at the Chooks. Let's talk about a stop clock will be trialled in men's limited overs cricket. Basically, boys, it's taking too long to bowl the overs. Yes. Too, men, too long to actually make the game, the 50-over game, you know, entertaining. The 20-over game is where everyone's sort of at now, all done and dusted in three hours. Now, if you don't bowl a ball within 60 seconds, three times in the innings, you lose five, you get five runs added to your chal- to your target. Mm. I don't mind. I mean, look, it's, They're trying it's, a, something. it's a simple thing to put in place to, to keep it going. You'd think they'd be able to start their run-up and get going into it, surely. Exactly There's right. a lot of changes of fields here and there. Yeah, because they don't care. They don't care. They want to get it right, but it's, it has to be entertaining. So that's how we're rolling. What about the Socceroos? Defeated Palestine 1-0 in the World Cup qualifier. Socceroos are number one in their group. Um, they um, had a good win overnight. So it's good for the Socceroos. And Matilda's obviously getting all the headlines. It's all... Where was that in Kuwait? I think it was played, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. It was, it was there because, obviously, Palestine, they can't play yep, there. Yeah. It was going to be their home game. Sure. Sri Lanka to continue to play cricket despite the ICC suspension. They've appealed it, which allows them to play, mm. and we'll just see exactly what yeah, happens The ICC there. have lifted until that sort of comes to a decision, don't they? Exactly right. Josh uh, Mansour, the, the big fella, he's retired from rugby league. He played for South Sydney last couple of times, but, of course, he made his name as a Penrith yep. Panther. What a wonderful finisher yep. and a champion bloke too, Del. Yeah, mate, absolutely. You know, New South Wales, um, you know, when you played for Australia. I don't, I don't think he won a premiership, did he? No, he didn't win a premiship. No, 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 he didn't. He premiership, but yeah, unfortunately, he missed that run. But he, you know, he was involved with some of those players coming through. Um, but yeah, my good man, uh, the source. We've so close. Joe, he's a great man. So close. So close when you, you think about it. Yeah, I know. Spending most of your career at the Panthers, yeah. retiring now and not winning one of the three. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. source. Uh, West Tigers in the box seat to land the Penrith Panthers number six. Looks like might be to, going there. Looks like he wants to be the number one somewhere, doesn't he? Well, it's one of those things, too, where, like, not so much ego, but sometimes you go to a stage of career and you go, you know what, I'm going to challenge myself here. Hmm. Like, you never know. Appy Corisette could be saying, hey, mate, come over. Like, yeah. like, you know, it's one of those things where – and then also – you got the you know the, the money value too. So depend, I don't know what happens in Jerome Lewis head, but also his management. So good luck to him. Okay, so you think an eight hundred thousand stay at the Panthers yeah. go for four in a row? Yeah. Go to the go to the Tigers one point two million probably. Go with Appy, and you've already won three comps. But he's still got to stay next year anyway. He's still, he's still got a year to go. Oh, so well, he could, so he could yeah, win four anyway. Yeah, and take like, the money. Yeah. yeah. This is for well, you're leading toward you. You're seeing him in Tigers now, aren't you? What would you do? Oh, I'd go to the Tigers. Yeah, there you go. At the cash yeah. after winning four with the Panthers. Yeah. What about Josh Adoka? He's going to be a dual international. What's look, happening here? Oh, I don't know for years, but like, there's he's just saying that you know they'd love him at the Wallabies, wouldn't they? Yeah, but I just think they've got to be careful now. They they went so, so elite. They've, they've invested big money there. Yeah, look, mate, if I'm Josh Adokar, mate, just stay in rugby league, concentrate. That. Oh, mate, I've got no doubt that he could do it. Yeah, Josh Adokar, he has not Quality kept finish. his head down, has he, in the last three months or so? Well, he hasn't done a great deal wrong, but there's so much going oh, on there mate. with him. He hasn't. No, no. someone's got to have a good he's shooting, in his ear. He's shooting the hip from the hip on the podcast. Surely that's what he's done. Yeah. Well, you get real relaxed on that podcast, I think, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. he's, he's had a drive-by or two on that podcast. Uh, Mary Fowler made the cover of, what is that, what's that magazine Murray called? Murray Clare. What is that? Is that like Vogue or something? 
it's, it's, is that a big magazine? deal? It's a women's magazine. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a big deal, yeah. Well, I'm asking you because I'm assuming you'd have that around yeah. your house with I your could, missus oh, being such a good sort. Why are you me? Yeah, because your whole oh, house is women. Yeah. No, I saw I saw the announcement in, in TV. Yeah. That, yeah, she's on the front co- on front cover, so that's a pretty amazing. I just wanted to know what sort of magazine it was because if it was Vogue, I'd know what it means. Oh, I have no idea. Mate. It's okay. well-deserved, but anyway. The Matildas have claimed the Champion of the Year award last night as well. So Sensational. How good are the Tillies going? Fantastic. What did you do for a dare off the back of this? You know, Pepper X? Um, basically, like Elon Musk <laughs> X? No, Pepper X is the now the hottest chilli that you can possibly ever have. It's taken over from the Carolina Reaper. It's been made oh, by the hot. same bloke, made by the same bloke. His name is Ed Curry. And basically, oh, he's no, it's not. That's a G up. Curry C U double R I E, not Y. Okay. I didn't even notice that, but yeah. you're right. Yeah. It, it could be a G up. He's basically, it's a team effort. A whole lot of people put a lot of work into it. Mm. They've come up with this Pepper X, the number one hottest, spiciest uh, chili in the world. It has taken over from the Carolina Reaper. Three hours after this bloke had actually eaten it, in front of the bloke from the Guinness Book of Records, he had horrible cramps. He could still feel the heat, but he said the pain was not in vain because he has another world record. So that got us thinking about just the stupid stuff that we do for a dare. If someone just goes, oh, yeah, why don't you have a crack at that? I had a mate who was travelling through LA and he uh, went down to Venice Beach and there's always those sort of street performers and different things yeah. on there. Is that and where the muscle blokes are yeah, on the yeah, beach? Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, so there's yeah. always just random stuff happening there and then he got bundled in in front of uh, a show that was uh, filming at the time oh. and they said, right, are we going to put you in front? And, and one of the guys oh, goes, dare, dare you to just get up there and get amongst this thing. Anyway, it was an eating competition. Oh. Suddenly he was at the front of the line and he was up against this other guy from Europe and and he had to eat. They've unveiled it. It was an eating competition of bull penis. Oh, yeah. And he's what like, does bull he, penis taste like? Uh, I think it, well, it was cooked at least, but uh, mm. I think it was yeah, tastes like chicken, chewy, chewy sort of stuff. Chewy. Are they, are they he just, ended up winning. He won because it was a dare. But how? Silly, would you be sitting yeah. there just cutting into it going, Ugh. Yeah. Well, I've had sastrumming, of course. Oh, yeah. You know, that, yeah. Which is like that rotten the fish, fish that can, is canned from Sweden. And when you open it up, and when we did it on another show here on Triple M, when we opened it up, we needed to get a certificate from the council to open up open it up in public areas because mm. the stench was so much. And when we opened it up, Manny Johns, myself and MG nearly threw up completely, <laughs> but a bloke like 200 metres away walking a dog just went, oi, what's going on? You can't. You just you can't. Mean? So I, I dare to eat that. Oh. And I just had that gag reflex on it. I just couldn't quite <laughs> swallow it until eventually I shoved it down. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, no, but like... <laughs> no, this, hey, mate, this is a PG no, show. No, I know, babe, but you're so. talking about this chilli stuff. You know yeah. what? It was funny. I was on a boat cruise a couple of years ago, just the boys, you know, on the harbour cruise. Yeah. And th- there was this... Um, Chili sauce that reminds me of it, and it was called the the Beaver Chili Sauce. And Steve Menzies was on there, so I was big noting. I was big noting. I was going, oh, let me have some of that. It'll be easy, you know. So I got it, squirted it in my mouth. Can I tell you, right. mate, out of my eyes and everything, I was I wanted milk. It was ridiculous. You sweating out the I, eyeballs. I did eh? myself. I was going, oh, mate, that wouldn't be hot. So I remind you, it's a PG show, and you yeah. start talking about Beaver. Yeah. Uh, Give us a call one triple three five. Oh, Beaver Menzies. Give us a call one triple three five three. What did you do for the dare? Plenty of callers to get through. Good day, Shell. Hello, how are you? Very good. What did you do? I got your name tattooed on my bum. 
Uh, what? Who, who dared who? you to put your name on your butt? My little sister. <laughs> what, what age were you doing when, when she asked you to do this? Um, it was, oh, well, <laughs> I did it and it hurt a lot. <laughs> so did you do it in a proper chair or did you just no. sort of do a little amateur one? Yeah, an amateur one. It's not little, though. Oh. <laughs> Send us a photo, oh. Shell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What do you mean? No, it's hey. a family show, mate. Mate, come yeah. on, come on, mate. Oh, now you pick it's a family show. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Shell. Yeah. Let's go to David. How are you, David? <laughs> Welcome to the rush here, David. Hey, guys. Hey, um, guys. What did you do for a dare? Uh, Gus would know me very well from the World Streaking Championship. I was dared to go on that. Oh, We're I going do. streaking. What I, you? I remember that, <laughs> David. Now, yeah, tell, tell everyone the story. So I was the biggest unit there, quote, unquote. Hmm. Got my kid off, mm-hmm. ran around and chased after Woody, the producer. He did. Oh, Brendan Wood. Yeah, Brendan Wood, who, who yep. back in the day was into everything. Yeah, I know, yeah. Hey, Dave, um, you, did you win it? Did you win it? No, I couldn't do backflips and everything else like everyone else could. Yeah, there was a bloke who said back, it, and we were, live as, we were live as well when the bloke won it, and we said, mm. what are you going to do with the $10,000? It was a $10,000 win. Oh, yeah. wow. And I'll tell you off air what, okay. what the bloke said, but it, both things were illegal. That he was going to use for the ten thousand dollars that he won. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, let's go. To the last call is it, Jules? Hey guys, how you going? Good, Jules. Hey Jules. Jules, what did you do for the day? In the mid nineties, uh, I and a colleague were dared to <laughs> put a, um, a wet slide down the side of Parliament House in Canberra. <laughs> Slip and slide down, down, oh, the, yeah, down the hill there. That would have been cool. Then, so we did it at night and we uh, waited for that. So we did a bit of a surveillance the days before and then we worked out what time the sprinklers and everything came on and then soaked <laughs> 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 her up. Now, if you look hard enough on the internet and you use the word Andre, <laughs> you'll see it going down. There we <laughs> go. Hundreds of people yeah, looking and searching it up there. Yeah, I can't Curtis, wait. Curtis, our socials man and J-Dog, they're looking it up yeah. right now. We're whacking up on our socials. So good. Thank you very much yeah. to Dave, Shell and Jules. Sorry couldn't get to the other callers. Let's talk to Triple M Royalty. For three decades, our next guest has been part of the Triple M Furniture. If that furniture was a vinyl couch that needed hosing down every Friday after drinks. Oh, national radio. He's radio royalty from the D-Gen. Martin Malloy, Tough Love, right up to Mick and MG in the morning as you know him now. Back at the M's to take your lunch out of the staff room fridge. Please welcome... Mickey! Malloy. Yeah, you can catch... Oh, Uh, hello, big fella. I was about to plug the front bar, but hello, big man. How are you? I'm ringing for Jingle Bells. <laughs> well, uh, how good is it? How good is it going? <laughs> mate, it's unbelievable. I try to get through every day, but I just can't get on it. Mate, mate don't you wish you had that on your program? <laughs> mate, don't you worry. I'll be. I'll get through eventually. Good I on really you. Will. Now, the All front right. bar, mate, obviously we love you on Triple M doing brekkie with MG, but the front bar has just been a juggernaut for you now for, for so long. What about it? Just talking sport, talking life, having a few beers, and you get paid for it. Life is good. It's unbelievable. Uh, when, I pick, when I pitched it to the networks, they just said, get out, uh, basically, because <laughs> it was just too good to believe. But that's what I love doing. I love drinking beer. I love watching sport. And what a year. It has been in sport, and that's what uh, the, the program tomorrow night is going to be all about, is about the looking back fondly. I know like you guys do, you just love sport. Mm. To look, look back over the year and pick over the bones and, and pick your favourite moments. I'm going to ask you, boys, what are your favourite moments? 
this year. Gus, what do you think? Oh, look, certainly up until the other day, it was just retaining the Ashes, and I don't mind that, but actually winning the World Cup, you know, on Sunday. And Pat Cummins at last being able to just put his middle finger up. Not that he's he's too classy to do that, but people have been into him, Mick, for so long. And now you have a look at it. World Test champions, retained the Ashes, and a World Cup winning captain. And he's been a big performer in all of those with bat and ball. And his leadership is now no longer challenged. So for me, that's it. Now, what I love is a billion people, a home ground advantage, <laughs> yes. uh, doctored pitches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they still got rolled by a little bogan from Adelaide. <laughs> 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 Mickey, which, which sports are you going to be grilling tomorrow night? Oh, uh, mate, well, obviously uh, that'll get a mention. The Ashes will get a mention, obviously, because I, I was over there. I was at Lord's. Uh, for that test. I've never seen a nation lose its tiny mind like the English <laughs> did. It, it, it was a lot of fun to be there. Yeah. I'll tell you my favourite sporting moment uh, of the year, and I was over in New Zealand recently for Australia v New Zealand, and I was watching it in a pub for the World Cup. And uh, when it got to the last ball and they needed five runs, I've turned around and gone... Now would be a pretty good time for an underarm delivery, <laughs> wouldn't you think, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say this. Too soon. Yeah, it's still raw <laughs> I, for I them. I know it, it was 30 years ago, but <laughs> they still don't have a sense of humour. What about you, Del? What about you? What are you, what are you looking forward to? What, what's your favourite moment of the oh, year? Oh, look, I think any time that Queensland beat New South Wales, oh, I whoa, like it. Whoa, no, Chris, that'll get cocky. But I'm going to say that's an easy one for me. But I, I just reckon the Matildas this year, what the Matildas yeah. have done this oh, year. Yeah, and brilliant. Mary Fowler, I'm a big fan, so well done to my mate Nathan Cleary. You know, that's, yeah. a, that's a marriage made in heaven there. <laughs> Mine, mine's the one from the half-court shot from the uh, the Lakers game only oh, yesterday. God. Basically <laughs> had the half shot and did his – the guy was pumping himself up and then did his Achilles and had to be canned <laughs> off. Terrible now, effort. Dude, steady on. <laughs> Someone who did an ACL 10-pin bowling, I don't think that kind of attitude is very oh, funny. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I did it this year, 10-pin bowling with my boys. And you can imagine how proud they were as their dad <laughs> crawled off the tin. There's <laughs> a lot of technique. pressure on that front leg, guys. It's a lot of pressure. I'd, I'd tell you, from someone you and I do more watching and drinking beer as these two blokes are out there playing, my, my kids have had that look in their eyes when they've looked at me too, Mick. So I share your pain, brother. So to put this together, just to give you some, just to give you how, what a professional I am, uh, to put this show together, I've gone through 27 couches, 1,200 <laughs> pairs of tracksuit pants, and spent the Dominican Republic's GDP on Uber Eats just <laughs> to deliver tomorrow Mate. night's program. Mick, you're selfless. You've always been selfless, putting yourself out there, bigger, big fella. We cannot wait. The yeah. front bar tomorrow night, 8.30pm on 7 and 7 plus. Mick, have a fantastic yeah, end of the year, mate. Great having you well, back, mate. especially Good here in Sydney, and thanks for everything. Have a great and- Christmas with your family. And Gus, I just want to congratulate you as well to be nominated for New South Wales Australian of the Year. Oh, it's thanks, mate. absolutely deserved. Uh, you do so much good work and uh, you are a delight to be around and uh, Triple O, we're very happy to have you. So well, thanks, good on Mick. you, mate. Well, I Mick, appreciate that. Mick, as we say, if you're not first, you're last. So exactly he, he, right. he didn't win it, so don't <laughs> exactly, mate. Okay, yeah. get rid of you two. Yeah. Thanks, Mick. Thanks. Love That's you, big fella. Time now for this. Gus's Mental Fitness Wednesday. Yeah, do you think sometimes, boys, that we overcomplicate life? I'm asking you questions that I know the answers to. I we do we overcomplicate, do don't yeah. 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 And sometimes we need to simplify it. We need to perhaps go back to school, and not just school, but go back to 
kindy or go back to primary school and really keep it as simple as possible because we do overcomplicate stuff. There's a thing called the emotional barometer and it's an activity that kids use to help them explain their mood, their feelings, how they feel and it's too hard sometimes, and I think we're all as adults probably understand that, it's too hard to explain sometimes how we actually feel. We haven't got the emotional muscle, we haven't got the words, so we just end up as adults. What do we do? Don't talk about it. We end up having a few beers or we get angry or we just shove those emotions down and we sort of deal with that later and some people are better than others at dealing with that. Well, now they've got an emotional um, barometer that you can actually show your teacher when you are at school in primary school how you're actually feeling when you get asked. So you can actually work it all out in the quietness of your own classroom and let people know if you are happy, sad, unhappy, cross, shy, embarrassed, relaxed, jealous, all the different emotions that are out there. I know that's a So hard... is it a little test or how does it work? No, it's not a test. It's every single day. Start the day off. You've got your barometer and you can actually let the teacher know that you are feeling happy, sad, unhappy, cross, shy, scared, worried, cared for, excited, proud, relaxed, whatever your feelings are. You can't necessarily say it out loud. So you use the barometer and it basically is like um, a big circle that has all the emotions there and you have like a little rubber um, arrow that arrows to the actual feeling that you have and that gives you your emotion and that allows the teacher to go, okay, today they're going through a bit of a tough time. Or, no, today I can push it with them because they are feeling better than they were yesterday, for instance. So you reckon we could put this in place for ourselves, is that what you're saying? Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm wondering if we can. I'm wondering if we can do that. Or do you think it's just too hard for us to do that as adults still? I'm not sure, Gus. Um... Yeah, I know. <laughs> it might work. I don't know. But imagine if you walk in sometime. Yeah. You and uh, I are the most uh, emotional ones in this team, right? Sometimes we walk in and we've had a big day or whatever. It'd be not, it'd be easier to say, hey, this is how I'm feeling now, so this is how you need sort, to deal with it. We me. sort of do do that anyway, you know. Well, we've bit. built something here yeah. that's safe enough to that's do right. that. Yep. But okay. imagine all of us having that barometer to go, hey, yeah. I can't tell you, but this is how I feel. Do you think it could be a winner? It could be a winner, yeah. It'll help us interact a bit better at times because yeah, sometimes you yeah. come in, you're fired up or you just put on that sort of mask yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, it helps us understand each other and perhaps get more out of each other. So that's something I'm going to work on for next year Beautiful. on this particular show. Bit of an alert. A, a local slash Balmain, very close to us here uh, on the Parramatta River, a lady took her dog for a walk. The dog normally jumps in the water there, just near yeah. the Iron Cove Bridge. Oh, you're near Birkenhead Point, the, bay, Birkenhead, run, the bay Run there. Yep. Exactly right. That's exactly where they were. And Buddy normally goes for a little swim. It's a little bit warm out there. Well, she's just had to jump in the water and protect her dog from three, not one, not two, but three bull sharks. Just then? Just then. She's literally said, I'm walking home right now, saturated after running in for Buddy. And, of course, you would. Buddy's a beautiful golden retriever-looking dog. Looks Doesn't look I young. I've got a big smile on the face there. Well, like, I tell you what. Doesn't look mm. so happy. Three bull sharks. Oh, Buddy could have been in dog heaven. <laughs> I tell you what, bull sharks don't muck around they either. Don't. They bite outboard motors, don't yeah. they? Like, they? They do, just... just to let them know that I'm around and I don't care, I'm going to have a nibble at you. So yes. if you're in and around that spot, no little um, afternoon swimmies yeah. in and around that area. So it's thank you scary. very much for the update on that. Um, I've got a feeling we've got to do something around someone's... Oh, what's this? Oh. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> what? Oh, my goodness. What is that? 
Give us a call on one triple three five three if you're here. Del sing a Christmas carol. One triple three five three, and you could win yourself a Christmas present. We'll take the winner after this. And we're opening up our Triple M Christmas stocking for Jingle Dells. Jingle Dells, Jingle Dells, what will Wendell sing? And will you be able to recognise it so that you can win something? Hey! <laughs> Listen out for Wendell to sing a Christmas carol. Give us a call on one triple three five three, and you could win. We just played a Jingle Dell and we now have Dave on the line. G'day, Dave. How are you, brother? G'day, how are you? Mate, fantastic. What do you think of, of Jingle Dell? How much do you love just hearing the, the dulcet tones of Wendell Saylor cracking oh, out there like uh, Michael Bublé? He's a great singer. <laughs> the, oh album, the album will be coming out soon, sure. Are we, are we putting it all together for an album? I think we've got that it. That sounds fun. For the people that missed it, can we play Jingle Dells again? I'd love to hear it. I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. Oh, oh dear. Oh, oh, okay, dokey, so good. can you please dive yeah. into Del Sack? Del, dive, hang on, dive into... Okay, let's dive dig in deep, here. Deep. Well, I Russell, tell you what, congratulations, deeper, Dave. Deeper. You've just for putting up with Del singing. You and three mates are going to see Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators when they return to Australia with special guests, the Struts and Rose to Tattoo at Horden Pavilion, Saturday, February 24th. How good's that, mate? Yeah, that's, I'll just keep giving. Outstanding, Dave. Sounds good to me. Thank you very much. It's an absolute you, mate. pleasure, mate. Tickets on sale now at destroyalllines.com. Listen out for Jingle Dills tomorrow to win more Christmas presents. It's just a gift that just keeps on giving. And you know slash. what? Yep. You're selfless. Yep. This, yeah. this voice is, oh, man, it is selfless. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> no auto-tune needed. No <laughs> auto-tune required. <laughs> How did you injure yourself? A crack and rum legendary gift pack, family pass to Taronga Zoo, and also a baby Weber Q barbecue, which are fantastic. Oh, yeah. Perfect for if you've got it's all apartment great. living in particular. Beautiful. Magnificent. Get involved. you get a free one of those for our favourite caller. And this is off the back of a bloke at the Lakers game. Gets called out at half time, which is a big moment, right? Get called out, half court, have one shot for $50,000. Now, Jude, it didn't quite work out. It didn't. No, he's uh, lined up. He's gone from the half court shot, launched the ball, and as he's just taken off, he's... Uh, torn his Achilles, yeah. and I tell you what, he was just writhing in pain. Just he was in pain where they asked him to get up and have a shot from the three-point for $10,000, but he couldn't get up <laughs> and even have that. And the poor bloke who's trying to rally everyone and get everyone excited says, come on, big fella, you missed the first shot. Have a look at the second shot, and he's rolling on the ground. He's going, I'm gone. I'm gone. What about you blokes over your careers? You must have injured yourself many times. Yeah, I mean, I get a little bit silly after the season, and then it wasn't a mad Monday, it was a Tuesday, because this will shock you. I kicked until the Tuesday. Did you? And then I just you, you play silly games and, and you win silly prizes. All of a sudden, my my, my um my um, fist started feeling sore. I'm going, oh my, what's that? So all of a sudden, it blew up like Sherman Clump from the Nutty Professor. <laughs> so I must have been. Um, I think I hit the wall. I actually did hit the wall. Ah, it'll be alright, you know, a bit numb. So and then was it a silly game you were playing with your oh, teammates? Yeah, well, I was mucking around, and then I was just being a bit silly and I getting carried away as I do. And I actually fractured my hand, but I just let it heal. It, it was it was in. It was off season. No rep. No. Australian tour, so you, no Australian tour, you were able yeah. to... It was at the end of my career, so I don't think anyone really cared anyway. <laughs> I, had a, I, had a, I had a teammate... No one cared. I had a teammate who went skinny dipping at uh, Club Valley Beach one time with a couple of girls oh, after after going out oh, down oh, in Coogee. Oh, so and, it's your mate initially, but now it's your mate with a couple of girls skinny dipping. He's, uh, he's gone there? skinny dipping and uh, oh. stood on a sea urchin. 
So literally Ooh, that hurts. He, he had all these infected needles from the sea urchin and missed a heap of training. Like it was just so embarrassing to come in the training. So was that Goodsy? <laughs> no. Oh, no, no, no. 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 Lachlan? No, yeah. <laughs> what about you? No, I haven't had I – don't, I don't move enough. No. You, oh, had, the, you had the hernia of well, just coffee, oh, yeah. didn't you? I had what you guys called the fake heart, heart oh, no. attack. <laughs> Remember that when I thought I was going to die, but in fact it was just indigestion. That was one. Mm. But also I was out in Orange at a the rugby ball out there in Orange for Gotcha for Life and I was chatting to a bloke in the middle of the rugby field one night and it was freezing cold and I sneezed and I had a hernia. And it came through, and I was in. Remember, I was out in Orange that, Hospital for oh, four that days. Photo looked like yeah. total recall, where it's it really coming did. out. The animal coming out. He's <laughs> dying. Coming out of the guts. Hypochondriac. Yeah, Give us yeah. a call right now. One triple three five three. How did you injure yourself? Plenty of callers. John from Cannon. G'day, John. How are you, mate? Yeah, not bad, mate. Better now. <laughs> Good on you. How'd you injure yourself? Mate, drunk and bucks parties. What? Just at the end of the night, of course. So <laughs> I got kicked out of after sculling um, St. Booker's yeah. Oh, yeah. at the pub. Mm. They pushed me and I fell over on some motorbikes. One of the um, pedals hit me head and three or four stitches later and I uh, tripped the paddy wagon up to the hospital. Yeah, punched a hole in your well, head there, John. At least the police gave you a lift to the hospital. That <laughs> yeah, was nice of them. In the, back, in the back of the paddy wagon. Oh, yeah. well. That's nice. Let's Good on go you, to Vicky in Penrith. How are you, Vicky? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks, um, guys, for taking the call. No, oh, it's a pleasure. pleasure. How would you injure yourself? Uh, this was about 15 years ago. We had we're having an 80th party for my husband's grandmother, and we had a pig on a spit. Mm, yeah. And the and the gas had gone out. My sister-in-law was trying to light it, and she couldn't get it lighted. So she said, "Vicky, can you come over to see if you could get it lit?" Little do I know, she actually left the gas on and oh. I leant over with the lighter and my head was over the top of it, oh. lit it, and it just went bang, blew up in my face. Uh, no eyebrows, eyelashes, hair was singed, oh. um, my face oh. was red raw. I'm so lucky it didn't blister because it was just like this big blue flame and then lucky as soon as it hit, it was gone. Oh, but, wow. yeah, I wasn't in a good How state. scary is that? Vicky, thanks for explaining that story and glad oh, that you're yeah. okay now. Jeez. Well done. Let's go to Jeff. Jeff, how you going, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you doing? Good, good, mate. Let us uh, ask, uh, mate, I want to know, how did you injure yourself? Um, I snapped a piece of my pelvis um, off while riding a jet ski. You snapped, you snapped your, your pelvis? pelvis? Yeah, snapped a piece of your pelvis off the bottom of my tailbone. Oh, how'd you do that? Um, uh, long story short, me and my mate, me and a mate were hooning down Brisbane water, as you do. <laughs> Um, we've seen a yacht off in the distance, and we didn't even think about its wake. And um, one wave hit me. That did the damage. The next wave shot me about 30 feet off my ski, and my mate came up behind me, and he couldn't control himself laughing. He said, right, get back on your ski, and let's keep going. Yeah, no worries at all. Um, that was on the Sunday morning. Um, got in my trike on Monday, drove to Melbourne, um, turned around, came home, Woke up on Tuesday morning and I could not lean over to do um, to even put my socks on. Oh, and I and I thought, oh, something's going wrong here. Oh. Um, I got home on Thursday and I sat down and had dinner and I said, someone better take me to hospital because I can't even stand. Oh, oh Jeff, thank the bell, mate. Wow. That's unbelievable. Thank you very much, Jeff. Appreciate it. Time to talk to some rock royalty. Next guest reigns supreme when it comes to intros involving puns about rain. Even if Prince and the Supremes collaborated together, I'd still say his is a better pun. He 
also reigns supreme in the Australian music industry, one of our best songwriters and performers. But you'll know that after seeing him live in the Oztober Garage sessions last year. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. When James plays live for you, his songs take on a whole new dimension. Harder, rockier than ever before. He's about to go around Australia next year on the Crawl Fire Tour. Please welcome to the Rush Hour, it's James Rain. Yeah, and we've got the big fella in studio. And if you want tickets, jamesrain.com.au. 40 years since that album, mate. Congratulations. How you going? Thanks for having me. And it's lovely to be here. And how, how excited are you about the 40th anniversary? And can you believe that it's 40 years? I can believe it's 40 years because <laughs> I... No, you know, they come around... Because the, the first album was 40 years, three years ago or something. Mm. Yeah, I'm as excited as I can possibly be. That's good. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good to do those songs. And we do quite a few of those songs anyway. But it is 40 years since the best of that record uh, was called Crawl File. The 40 years since that record came out. And yeah. People still love it, mate. That's Absolutely. the thing, you know, all they these do. years on. And, and not only us, it's sort of in our early... 50s for me, but my kids are now loving it. Like, it's 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 you guys, it's in excess, it's ACDC, yeah, yeah. like, the whole new generation's coming through loving what we loved as kids. I think so, and I think pe- as parents, we're playing it to them, and uh, we see it at gigs, we see mainly young guys, I start to say, why are these young guys here? But I figure they're, they're probably, poor guys, their parents are probably going <laughs> to force it down their throats and so on. Yeah. But no, it's good. Look, I'm not complaining, it's all good, and uh, it'll be great, and it's a great band, and we're always playing, so it'll just be a great thing. Mm. James, yeah. what's that like being on stage and then you've got the audience is captivated but they're all singing and knowing every lyric to the song it's um it's really gratifying you know and you, you don't take it for granted you know you just uh and it's not something that happens you know it's not it doesn't happen on a whim you know it, mm. so you do you I, I, you genuinely it is a genuinely extraordinary experience that I don't think a lot of people get to go through unless you play like playing sport mm. and stuff and you know people yelling and but it's it's an extraordinary human experience and an extraordinary human reaction there generally are times when I think you were saying before when mm. you you're starting to sing a song and suddenly how many thousand people start singing that song and you you stop singing yeah. and they they don't want you to sing you know, and they, there are moments like that. Even cynical me will go, oh my God, wow, this is pretty amazing. Is that what drives you to keep touring over and over and over? Is, is it addictive? That must, that oh, must that's, be. I like playing though. I really like, I like doing it more now than I ever did. And we, we pull more people now than we ever did. So, you know, and I know I do it better. You know, I'm better at it. I know how to tour better. I'm a, I can sing now. I couldn't sing when I was a kid younger. Oh, <laughs> oh you, went, you went pretty good. That was yeah. horrible. What are you talking about? Those early records, they're horrible. Yeah. I mean, the really? band's good. They're a singer. Who's a singer? You can't Mate. Sing. It's like barely controlled yelling. <laughs> I think you have to give yourself an uppercut, and I think you, See, yeah, it's, way too, it's way too modest. Can I say that people get upset, saying, but I can say about myself. Yeah, but we feel like we have to stick up for yourself. That, that's like actors not wanting to watch their own movies. Oh, you I, think, can't. I hear it comes on the supermarket. I go, oh, I'm going to leave the supermarket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's horrible sounding. I go, who the hell's? Oh, it's me. Oh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, uh, I remember as a young bloke, I used to love playing sport, but then when Rage used to come on, I love watching you on TV. Where did your love of music come from? Yeah, I, I think it was just the radio, mm. hearing it on the radio, you know, just hearing the, the songs that were big. At that time, probably would have been some AM station my mum was playing, and I just I got just hooked on it when I was really young, probably six, seven, eight, around then. Just I just loved it. I just liked it. I was drawn to it. And then I think I started hearing, you know, rock music, and um, then bands like probably 
cream or, you know, like late 60s. Yeah. I started to get really t- and get really sort of – I became a real fan and I started collecting records and then, you know, in the early 70s was when I was sort of becoming a teenager and, you know, so I just – I was mad keen on collecting records. I just got obsessed with it. James, why do you think Aussie Crawl music has stood the test of time? I think some of the songs are good. The time of their life, maybe like in terms of surfing I and then the Australian true. lifestyle and things like that. What? And there was a great movement at that time in Australia where a lot of, and again, there wasn't anything like the internet or phones or anything. Mm. So you had like, what was it, four TV channels. You had probably three, two rock channels, two Ooh. rock stations and maybe the ABC and you had Countdown and that was all you had. So Australian music was played a lot. And my theory used to be if you play a song six times a day for three months, it'll lock into the public subconscious and that's when it becomes what's called a hit or a classic. People go, that's a classic. You go, well, that's because it was pumped into your brain for six months. And usually when you're about between the ages of about 13, 14 and 18, that's your formative years and that's the stuff that, I mean, I still listen to stuff that I Mm. listened to when I was 17, 18. Yeah. I think you're being very modest. I think you had great songs. People love them. We had fabulous vocals. We we, we associated that with fun. (laughs) Which meant yeah. you automatically remembered it more, yeah. and then you've stayed. You've stayed the test of time because you're not dickheads. You're good people. You're good Aussies. Well, we look you. up to you. Yeah, so yeah. there's that combination of just being good people that have made us so much fun over the years, and that's why you're going to pack out this particular uh, concert well, and thanks. tour. And that's, and that's what it's all about. So make sure you go and get your tickets, jamesrain.com.au. We'll put all the detail up on our socials for the tour. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Crawfiles 40th anniversary tour. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Good man. Big show tomorrow. Todd Sampson joins us, plus more Jingle Dells. Good to be back, boys. See Good you. to have you back, big man. Thanks, Jude. See you later, Dell. See you Love tomorrow. You, boy. Bye-bye. The Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Weekdays from 4 on Triple M.